0: Favrengen that we um, started and uh, we're not going to be able to finish the Favrengen uh, today uh, so I just want to go over um, some of the points that mentions at this same fabringen. Um every week the yeshiva students put out um, discussions about the Rebbe's talks and they were discussing the Brach uh, of when a Jewish girl begins to light Shabbos candles, the Rebbe said that she should light, she should say Shekhyonu. And the, um, on the other hand, when a Jewish boy begins to put on film for the first time, he does not say Shekhyonu. So um, so the question is, uh, why is there a difference between Shekhyonu for a boy putting on film versus a girl lighting Shabbos candles? Mm -hmm. And the answer is like this, Shekhyonu is connected with the mitzvah that brings you joy. So, when a boy begins to put on tefillin, when he is obligated to do a mitzvah, those who well, have the custom to only say, only put on film once the boy turns on a mitzvah, so the question is, is he really happy uh, in such a way that he should be obligated to say shecheyonah? And it's really an important question because you don't want to say Hashem's name in vain. And especially for a boy who's just become bar mitzvah, um, so since you cannot know, you can't be certain about how great his joy is, you cannot make a general rule that everyone should say the bracha of shachiyonu. And even according to the custom that people have to say put on film two or three months before the bar mitzvah, like our custom, since he is so close to the age of bar mitzvah, there is room to be stringent about saying Hashem's name. Uh, especially because once he turns to the bar mitzvah, there's no room to say it, shachiyonu because they're already put on the film for a few months before. But now he's close to the age of bar mitzvah, it's two months before, you do want to educate him about saying Hashem's name, and he's, he's, he's already almost 13. But when we're talking about a small child, a girl, who is just lighting Shabbos candles at the age of two years old around, before she's reached the age of education, she hasn't reached the age of five or six. Uh, by boys, it's uh, five or six, by girls, a little before. So the severity of saying Hashem's name isn't so great. Because we're talking about a small little girl, before she reached the age of education. Um, And especially because Tzermach Tzedek says that if you're not sure if you should say Shekhi or not, you you should be lenient. And on the other hand, there's also no doubt about how happy the girl is when you give her the Shabbos candles to light. As you see clearly, when you tell a little girl that that from now on, she is going to be given her own candlestick in order that she should light Shabbos candles, since she being considered a big girl. And therefore, she's lighting Shabbos candles like her mom, that causes her to have a great joy, especially when she reaches the age of understanding, and she understands that Hashem, you explained to her, that Hashem has given her a, a unique mission to illuminate her home in the whole world that gives her the greatest joy. And therefore, it's appropriate to make the custom that when a girl begins to light Shabbos candles, she should say Shekhe especially now, that we are at the end of the time of exile and uh, the time right before the coming of Mashiach, so there's a need for all, for, for, for light, there's a need for blessing, and therefore it's appropriate to, for a girl to say Shekhi Yonu the first time she lights Shabbos candles. Uh, that's for a little girl. But for those who are uh, stubborn and they don't want to light, they're, they're to light Shabbos candles, t- candles until she becomes Bas Mitzvah, Oh. And there's only stubbornness, Rebbe says. It does, doesn't make sense, because uh, although there are all kinds of halachic uh, reasons they're addressing this, and reasons of reverence for Hashem, but it's really, it, it's really a matter of stubbornness. And therefore, I hope, Rebbe says, that those who were stubborn in the past, not to let their daughters light Shabbos scandals and not to let their daughters give light to the darkness of the exile, I hope that they are change their opinion, and from now on, they will allow their daughters to fulfill their desired to light Shabbos candles. It's self-understood. It's, it's very simply that when a Jewish girl wants light Shabbos candles, um, it's understood that a Jewish girl wants light Shabbos candles. As Gemara says about beauty, Gemara says that Jewish daughters are beautiful. It's poverty that makes them not look beautiful. So th- there is a Jewish girl who wants light Shabbos candles. But there could be that there's things of the opposite of holiness, which Stubbornness or whatever that prevent them fulfilling their desire, and uh, that's sufficient for now. So, when a girl begins lighting Shabbos candles at the age of Bas Mitzvah, she should not say Shekhi Yonu. Just like a boy shouldn't say Shekhi Yonu when he puts on phone for the first time, because at that age there is already the the issue of mentioning Hashem's name, because we're talking about a girl who is obligated to keep mitzvahs. Um, the general idea of Shekhi Yonu, and all blessings is the theme is. Thanking Hashem, blessing Hashem. So regarding this, it's known the story that He used to travel around in various cities, speak to simple people, to women, to children. They want them to say Baruch Hashem, which is similar to the idea of a bracha. So the, uh, there was a question that the Yeshiva students had, had about uh, what was written in one of the uh, uh, books of Chasidis of, of Poland. The, the Hasidim of Poland, that the Baal Shem was a reincarnation of Rav Saad Um And Rebbe, early in the previous, uh, uh, for bringing, said that it's, unlo- that it's not likely that, that is correct, because the is very unique, not like Rav Goyen. Um And they asked, it says in a book called Shivcha HaBaal that the Baal Shem said about himself, that he is, the reincarnation of Rav Zadigoy. So first of all, not all the details mentioned in this book of Shiv Chabal Shem are so accurate, although uh, we're talking about true, righteous Siddiqui, not all the details are, are accurate. Um, and we see also that in Hasidic discourses, that book isn't used as a source. But to explain the actual idea of, of the, the, the um, identity of Al Shem uh, it says in Tzvarim, in Sefer, in, uh, that the soul of al shamtav is the soul of Hanoch. And those who say that his soul was the soul of David and the spirit of Shlomo, it's also known that al wanted to meet Orachayim. And if they could meet together, then Mashiach would have come. And therefore, it says that one of them was the spirit of David, one of them was the soul of David, uh, it also says in a letter the letter of the Baal to his brother-in-law that the soul of the was was uh, a, a Jew who passed away in Svas in Shilam and Gimel. So the explanation of the general idea is as follows. How many people do you need? Two people? Okay. That's kind of okay. So it's a, the, the idea of a reincarnation, there are two ways of reincarnation. One concept of reincarnation is... Amen. 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 mean I mean I Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. okay so there are two kinds of reincarnation there's one kind of reincarnation that a soul was once in this world before and now they are returning and then there is another kind of reincarnation Um, a soul is returning to returning to the world not as a punishment but to help the soul to accomplish something it means that when um the soul needs to achieve something in addition to um the soul needs to be reincarnated uh, because it has a relationship to a certain kind of achievement that has to be done specifically through it and in that itself it's possible the soul is reincarnated for temporary now it doesn't go in someone's body their whole life it goes in their body just for for a small amount of time so regarding the Baal Shem Tev, he is a separate um, he has a separate role but there is um another part of his identity besides his main own role his own identity there's is the relationship to being a, a reincarnation of hanok or reincarnation of david but that's something else that is a tribute to him and it has a connection to him but it's not his main role it's so i mean Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so it's similar to what it says about Pinchas. Pinchas says he was a re- reincarnation of El How can you reincarnation of Elyonovi? Elyonovi was only born. Later on, when there were Jewish kings in Israel, and Pinchas lived in the time of Moshe And the answer is, is that there, there is a soul of el Navi as he exists before creation, and has no connection to um, how uh, he is beyond, higher than creation. And therefore, you could say Pinchas is that soul that was there before creation. When Pinchas was born, his soul, the soul of Yonavi, and this answers the question about whether Yonavi was a Kohen or not. On the one hand, it says he was from the tribe of God, on the other hand, it says he was from his he's, he's Pinchas, who was a Kohen. So it's, it's possible you could be born from one tribe, and yet you could have something else that is added to you. So again, there's a reincarnation that soul needs to be rectified and returns to the world again and is born again, and there is that the soul returns just to do something to accomplish something. I mean. I mean أمين, أمين. أمين. Amen. Okay, so that that explains this idea about the Baal being called um, reincarnation of various tzaddik. One more point that I've discussed this for bringing was the Rashi about bringing sacrifices. Rashi says when a Jew brings a sacrifice to Hashem, Hashem says, There's a pleasure before me that I've said to do something and you've done my will. And we only find this. Mine is specifically about sacrifices why by sacrifices not the other myths So I guess they are finished. more I don't know, he kind of flagged me when I was coming in. I guess he's done. All right. So why does it say Hashem a special pleasure when we bring a sacrifice? Doesn't it have pleasure from all of our mitzvahs? The answer is no, Jew does a mitzvah regularly. It doesn't bring a unique pleasure to Hashem because of course a Jew does a mitzvah. But when a Jew brings a sacrifice, that means the Jew was in a situation that was, he wasn't in good circumstances. And now he regrets the circumstances he's in. He does shuva. That's the simple meaning of why a person brings a carbon, uh, even a carbon It's about it's about rectification of his the situation that he's in. So, and not only does he feel bad, but he puts out his money, and he buys an animal. and offers it to Hashem. It's understood that this caused a unique pleasure to Hashem, because he is he is um, uh, going out of his his uh, what, he, what the situation was in before, and he's returning to Hashem. That caused a unique pleasure to Hashem um the uh the reb then went on to discuss his explanation of his uh, father's teachings about this victoria portion and um how that connects to the previous whose beginning the leadership begins on the second of Nissan and day of his father's passing and um practically the lesson we're supposed to take is as follows um the whole service of Hashem that was meant to do, as the previous chapter said in his last discourse, is Bostelagani. Hashem says, when he created, I've come back to my garden. Hashem made the world, his presence was fully manifest here, and through sins, his presence became hidden. And through our mitzvahs, uh, the, the the mitzvahs of Avra, Mitzvah, and Yaakim for seven generations, the God's presence was again brought back to the world of Mishkan, and now it's our role to bring this Hashem's presence to be manifest again with the coming of Mashiach that there should be the fulfillment of this verse I've come back to my garden so uh, the um, this service of Hashem making the world home for Hashem has to be done in a way of Tzav Tzav the Gemara says means alacrity and tzav also means connection so that you're connected to Hashem not just to Hashem's words we connected to him himself, to the one who gave, to the one who not just to Hashem's desire, but to the one who gave us his desire, and that's the meaning of the words in the Gemara. Gemara says the Simple, simple meaning of this is is that those who have alacrity do mitzvahs earlier, but it also means if you have alacrity, you reach a higher place in the mitzvah itself. In other words, the fact that you are have alacrity, you want to do a mitzvah, and you want to do it fast, what is, that's because you're connected to the one who was giving the commandment, to Hashem, to Hashem himself. It's beyond the actual mitzvah itself. And because of our love for our fellow Jew, it's understood that we have to cause others also to have alacrity in the service of, of, of Hashem. And how do you do this? How do you cause another person to immediately have excitement in the service of Hashem? It's by speaking from the heart, mainly, by being an example, about Hashem, that means you're not satisfied just with thoughts. You're not even satisfied just with the words coming from your heart. But you show an example how you actually get stuff done. Simply, when a grandfather wants to educate his grandson that you have to serve Hashem, to study the Torah, to do mitzvahs, and do this and and after he talks about this with his grandson, he acts the opposite way. He sits down and reads the newspaper. He sits down and talks on the telephone about things which aren't so important. He talks about things which aren't important, the things which have no, which have no, which have no practical results. Uh, we're not talking about saying things which are mm-hmm. forbidden or disgusting. Has um, rather, uh, we're, 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 as Ramam says, you, sh- you should speak very little because you don't want to rush, run into things which are forbidden to say. We're talking about saying things which are insignificant, which have no, no value, no importance. So the the grandson hearing this. He's surprised. He just heard from his grandfather how he's supposed to behave, and he sees his grandfather's acting differently. And just because the grandson has respect for his grandfather, he just keeps his thoughts to himself, because it's um, understood what kind of effect this has on the grandson. And so when his grandfather comes to uh, sit down and eat and drink with great desire, After he told his grandson, you have to serve Hashem with such alacrity and such excitement, then he sees his grandfather sit down to eat with such excitement. The grandson doesn't know the intent his grandfather has when he eats. He doesn't know if he has intent to eat for the sake of Hashem or not. All he knows is what he sees. He sees he's eating. His grandfather's eating, and he's drinking, and he's hungry, and he's thirsty. So it's understood that the first thing that the grandfather um, needs to do is to be an example for his grandson, And through being an example, he's able to affect his grandson to be the way he's meant to be. This is not only true regarding a grandfather and a grandson. It is also true regarding a father and a son and a husband and a wife. When a husband makes a a big storm about Shabbos, and how Shabbos is so important. When Shabbos comes, he comes home. He opens the buttons of his kapata, buttons of his shatuk. He sits down and drinks a tea. And he thinks about the things that Hashem has created in the world. on the other hand, when he, uh, he leaves the Hasidic discourse on the bookshelf, it's understood what kind of influence it has on his wife, but which she wants to be in a situation. She wants to be the kosher woman, the Gemara says, who does the will of her husband. Uh, you can imagine what the house will look like, including the, how the husband will look like, and how the children will grow up in such a house when the, when the husband, instead of taking out the Hasidic discourse and it comes home from Shul, he just takes out a tea. So to cause pleasure to a Jew is a great thing. And our <laughs> self-interpretation is to forbidden to cause pain to a Jew. On the contrary, you're supposed to co- try to cause pleasure to a Jew. So if the Torah says that the poor men of your city, the poor people of your city, have precedence have to help them first, and you have to, so therefore you also have to cause, uh, a person may say, okay, I have to cause pleasure to myself. I, you know, you're not supposed to cause pain to any Jew, so I can't cause pain to myself either. On the other hand, you should have to ask yourself, aren't isn't that isn't Hashem asking you to do higher things? Practically, as we are in the Shabbos after the passing of the day of the Hash, the day of the Shabbos after the passing of Rebrasha, every Jew must accept upon themselves to take on good resolutions regarding all matters of serving Hashem in sync with the instruction of the one who passed away on the second of Nissan, the, Nisan, the Rebbe Hashab, as is known that before he passed away, he says, I'm going to heaven. And my writings, I'm leaving here, mm-hmm. and there are other times that, even though though he, he doesn't, he's not saying two different things. He's saying that you have himself, you have the of himself in this world through his writings. So this is something we have to t- take upon ourselves regarding ourselves, regarding influence on others, and be a, an example. Yeah, and. This is so amazing. <laughs> the guy's hearing the words of the Gemara. The poor man of your city, you have to take precedence. Oh, I'm also, I have to take precedence myself. I have to enjoy my tea. He says, You have to be an example. You have to act in the way that's perfect. You have to act in the way that's the best. Because if you want to influence someone else to be the best 100%, you have to be more than 100%. Because um, the other guy who has been in- influenced by you, he says, ah, It's not for me to reach your heels. And so, um, so if you want to influence someone else to be 100%, you have to be more than 100% because the other person says, I just need to be on, up to your heels, and especially because the guy who is being influenced by you says, you know, I don't. it doesn't make sense. i can be on the same level as you. So we need to add in all matters of spreading Judaism, especially the, the campaign, which is appropriate for the time that we're in now, to learn the laws of yontiv and be involved in um, raising funds for people in need help with Yontif, and all of the, the other mitzvah campaigns. May be Hashem's will that being involved in all the above-mentioned ideas, um, above-mentioned things in an appropriate way, we should merit speedily Mamish, and we should merit to celebrate Pesach and Shalayim, the way Hashem wants us to, with our young and old, with our sons and daughters, with joy and gladness of heart. Let's do it.